Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It's Dr. Stephanie Fine here with Weight Loss for Fertility, and next week is Halloween. If you are listening to this when it comes out, it comes out literally one week before Halloween. And there are two weight loss Halloween concepts I love to talk about. And so you're going to get both of them today. I could not decide which one because they're both so good. So I will definitely get into the best day to buy Halloween candy, but we're going to start with the first one, which is the Bermuda Triangle of Weight Gain. Halloween marks the first date of the triangle of Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. And actually, we could put New Year's there and then it would be a square. So I like to think of it as Christmas and New Year's together. So that is a triangle of weight gain. Because what happens is it starts to feel, you know, it gets cooler and then we have Halloween with all the candy. And then it starts to be just like a slide on ice into the new year. And for some of us, our brains just shut right off for this holiday. And I'm here to help support you to not let that happen. <laughs> and so that's why we're going to talk about this, the Bermuda Triangle of Weight Gain. And it's the nine weeks between Halloween and New Year's. Okay. Starts with candy, ends with champagne, and has lots of pies in between. <laughs> and so we're going to stay conscious and there's a good way of doing it, a fun way of doing it. And starting the week before Halloween is perfect, okay? So this holiday season can be different if your other holiday seasons have been. The average for weight gain for Americans is five pounds. It can be three to five pounds. But the issue usually is that people never lose it. So year after year after year after year, you can see how that you know, adds up. And of course, that's an average. So some people gain none and some people gain 10. So we want to at least not do that. Now, that's one thing. You can decide that you're just going to maintain this holiday season. And that's an amazing decision. But if you want to keep losing, I'm going to help you do that. You also can decide that you're going to gain this holiday season. Of course, that's completely up to you. And you may actually want to gain, but in a controlled way so that you, normally you gain 15 pounds over the holidays, but you're going to gain five this time. You'd have to do some behaviors like weight loss. So all of it, we love all of it. Any decision you make is amazing. I just want to help you carry out your decision, help you feel in control of the situation, whatever you decide. Okay. So with this Bermuda Triangle, with these nine weeks, the great thing about it is to plan. That's going to be our main thing. Two things happen with Bermuda Triangle of weight gain. One is we decide, which we just talked about, are you going to lose, stay the same or gain? And the second is to make a plan. That's always what I'm going to suggest. Making a plan is so smart. Here's the reason. First of all, you have a plan. I mean, that's alone, alone that's brilliant. But what I love about it is that we're thinking ahead. So the issue is when we go unconscious. So by definition, when we're thinking ahead, we're not unconscious. We're thinking ahead. That's going to be an answer every time. Okay. So 
I'd love for you to get out your calendars. If you're in a place that you can start to look at your calendars, that's amazing. If not, remember to do this later or set a time to do this because it doesn't take long and it's so valuable. So you get out your calendar and you look at the next nine weeks. And we're looking at obviously big strokes, right? It's not necessarily what you're gonna have for dinner on November 14th, although I'm a big fan if you wanted to do that. But what we're looking at is broad strokes. So when are you traveling? Are you hosting? Are people visiting you? When are the parties? When are you generally going shopping? So meaning when are you gonna be busier? When is this going to feel chaotic? When are you, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the reason we're looking for those chunks of time is because we know that more planning or being more aware during that time will be very valuable. The other thing is if you see, oh my goodness, I have a lot of parties, you can decide how you want to treat parties. Oh, at this party, I love the eggnog. And at this party, I love the pumpkin pie. And at this party, I love, you know, that sort of thing. And I don't love any food at this party. So good to know. In fact, if you don't even like that party, you have my permission not to go. I'm just saying. (laughs) But if you love parties, amazing. Remember too that I love talking about connection at parties. Usually the main reason to go to parties is to talk with friends, catch up. You can do all that without food. So depending on the hours of the parties, if you're having a party, that's something you can think of, a time that's easy for food or, you know, how you want to look at it. But this idea of looking ahead, so helpful. Travel can be really challenging. If you know, whenever you go to Aunt Mimi's, it's very hard to have food that you would normally have. You have Aunt Mimi food and that food is always heavier. When you know that, you can decide to sort of be lean or lighter either before or after. And that balances out Aunt Mimi's. This is why looking ahead at the nine weeks is so, so, so helpful. Okay. So highly recommend spending some time looking at the nine weeks, broad strokes, what generally you're going to be in, out, traveling, hosting, where's the chaos, where's the relaxation. Okay. Also, where might you be bored? Where Might you want to invite someone over? You know, like, so now's a great time to start looking at that. And then two, you can decide how you're going to exercise. How are you going to move? How are you going to, are you going to meet this person for coffee maybe instead of normally you meet for lunch? You can get maybe more friends in that way. How much time do you need to schedule alone? Oh my goodness. That is such an important piece. Sometimes we pack it all in and there's really no difference with seeing, you know, Harriet during holiday time or maybe in January. So it's thinking about these sorts of things that can be calming for you and not chaotic because when we get sort of overwhelmed, it's hard to stay connected to our food. And so this is, again, broad strokes. We're just looking in general, making a decision about what we want the next nine weeks to look at in terms of weight gain, weight loss. And then we're making a plan to see what we need to do in order to make that happen. So that is my first tip. And we start that on Halloween because it is the first day of the Bermuda Triangle of weight gain. Say that three times fast. (laughs) So number one. Number two is Halloween in general. So my favorite day 
to buy Halloween candy is on Halloween, October 31st. Now, I will tell you how I came to this. It was not pretty. (laughs) So my story is, this is long ago, but I used to buy, you know, the candy. Of course, it's been out for weeks and weeks and weeks in the markets and Costco everywhere. I used to buy it because I'd want to buy the good stuff, you know, and I'd get lots of it because people would always come by. It was real fun. The place I used to live, so fun. And I would buy the bags of candy. But I would buy them and I would notice that I was eating the whole, like the whole thing was gone because I'd buy them weeks and weeks before Halloween. It was, I had to buy more candy. So that was not a good way of doing it. So the next year I was deciding, okay, I am going to get myself candy that I'm going to choose and then the kids candy. And then that didn't work out so well either. Again, because I had lots of time in order to sneak off and and get the kids the, you know, the candy that we were going to give kids. So then one year I tried hiding hiding it in the garage. It's so funny. I actually can remember all this. (laughs) This was a long time ago, but still I remember it because our refrigerator used to be in the garage and I would put it in the, did I put it in the refrigerator? Anyway, I put it in the garage thinking I'm not going to want to, you know, get up and go outside and open the garage and go, well, I did. So it's turning out that it's not the amount, it's the timing of when I do it. I even tried one year to get stuff that I didn't like and that didn't work either. So then I did this trick and I think it works so well. I buy the candy on October 31st. It doesn't matter whatever's left over. Often it's on sale, which is just a nice bonus. And then I can just get a whole bunch of candy and I actually even don't open it until like it's time to hand it out. And then I can have my favorite ones. If my favorite ones were still available, I will I will get the bag with my favorite ones and I will have some. So it's not, there's nothing wrong with having Halloween candy. Really, there's nothing wrong with it, especially your very favorites. But what we don't want is a, just a constant hum of sugar happening every day. Now, unless you want that. So I'm only talking about if you don't want to be eating that much candy. And if you're losing weight, that the constant hum of sugar usually does not help. And the other thing is sugar begets sugar. So if we start having a, you know candy every day, we want candy every day. It really does work that way. And so it is helpful not to have it around because when you want it more, you it's usually a big barrier. Now, if it's just in the garage, apparently not that big a barrier for me. But if you have to like go into the car and drive somewhere to go get it, usually that can be a barrier that is not surmountable. Like you you don't you don't do it. So if the fun size candies are the candies you want to have, you can figure out a way to have them and lose weight. Absolutely. It's the out of control piece that we don't want. The other thing I think about Halloween candy is, like I said, there are some favorites, but there is better candy out there. So we have C's candy around here. I don't, I know it's, I think it's only on the West, in the Western states. It's so good. It's really very quality chocolate and I love it. And since I've had that, the other stuff doesn't do it. Like it, it get the, the taste that it's not as good of a taste to me anymore. And now when I want to do candy, I want to do delicious candy. 
And that's what I recommend, quality. You're planning for it. I know when I'm going to get it. I know when I'm going to have it. And this is, I'm looking forward to it. I really enjoy it. There we are. You can do the same with your childhood favorites. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be high quality, highfalutin, whatever, for sure. It could be that you just love the mini Snickers. You know, that just does it for you or Smarties or, you know, candy corns. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, but I want you to get the best. So if there's a particular brand that you like or only this shape or only this size, like that's what you should get if you're going to decide to have candy. And it should be part of your plan. The other thing, just in terms of candy, works better in your body. I mean, you know, sugar isn't the greatest thing because like I said, it begets sugar. It really does affect your body, your glucose, your insulin in a way that other whole foods don't do. So the best way to have it is like a dessert. So you have it with food. It's just like wine. Like if you have alcohol on an empty stomach, it goes straight to your head is because there's, it just goes directly. It's a large bolus. If you have like wine with dinner, which is actually the way that they studied in the Mediterranean diet and those sort of things, it is different. It acts differently in your body because it has the food and it's not to absorb it necessarily, but it does break down more slowly because it has the rest of the food in there too. So it's the same with sugar. You won't get as much of a high with the sugar if you have it with food. Now that's tricky in its own way, right? Because we use the hunger scale and technically you stop eating when you've had enough. And so there's really no room for dessert, right? I mean, unless you've planned it in. And that is what I recommend. Like that you eat a bite less of food so you can have a bite of dessert because I never want you to be over full. So we still want to end at satisfied at enough, which works out really well for sugar because then it's a smaller amount of sugar. It goes with the rest of the food in your stomach to digest. It works out better all around. So Anyway, that's a little digression about sugar in general and about choosing your very favorites. We're looking to avoid the like coma of just eating every fun size pack in this Costco sized, you know, bag. That's what we're looking to avoid. First of all, it feels terrible physically and it feels terrible emotionally because we often just beat ourselves up for it. So there are ways that we can use our brain some cognitive behavioral therapy. And actually in a couple episodes, I'm going to talk about that. But a really easy way is to not have it in the house. That's environmental control. And I'm a fan. I mean, ultimately, we want to be free of any food obsessions. That's ultimately where we'd like to go. And I can help you get there. But it's so much easier when it's not around. It can be done that you can be in the house with, you know, a box of candy in the pantry and it not constantly call your name. But if it's not there, it's much easier. And especially when we're starting to learn to lose weight, there's so many things, there's cognitive load, there's so many things we're thinking and and changes we're making with our brain. It's just a lot easier to just not have that around. Now, it is possible to have freedom around food where you can have tempting things in the pantry and not be called by them. But like with the 
Halloween candy, all it takes is one really tiring, frustrating day, and all your work could be out the window. And so we have a saying in our house, it's don't tie your shoes in a watermelon patch, which means not only should you not steal, but you shouldn't be in the position where it even looks like you're stealing, right? Because if you're bending down to tie your shoes, it looks like you're stealing a watermelon, even though you're only tying your shoes. So I love that that concept of think about the deed before the deed. So it doesn't look like you're stealing a watermelon. It's not going to lead you to overeating the candy. And how do we do that? We make sure there's no candy. And we do that by buying it only on October 31st when we need it. So I highly recommend my favorite day to buy the candy, which is October 31st. Now, this has happened too, where we give out the candy and some years there's not a lot of kids. And so then we're left with a lot of candy. (laughs) Now we have the same problem just on the other side of October 31st. So I will tell you that there's a couple, there's two ways to deal with that. And they're not always popular, but I recommend choosing one of them in the spirit of not having it in the house. And that is, you can donate it, which a lot of libraries or schools have that where they, I think they send them to the troops or they send them to people who, you know, 21 year olds in the military don't have so much of a problem with eating too much candy. So sending it there can be some, can be a good way of doing it. Or also the other thing is you can throw it away. And I know that can feel really hard. But the image that I have that has worked for me is this idea of either it goes in the garbage can or your body is the garbage can. And your body is not a garbage can. So consider those options for any leftover candy that you have. So those are a couple thoughts about Halloween. I actually love this season. I love talking about weight loss during this season. There are definitely some challenges. It is the Bermuda Triangle. I do see that there really are more exposures and it's a great time to learn about how we handle them. One of the ways that's really helpful is planning. And that's why we're talking about it now, a week before Halloween, so that you can do some good planning to set yourself up for success this holiday season. So I am here for you. I am happy to help you anytime. It's the best time to work with someone to lose weight. It really, really is. Even though it seems challenging, it's not one of those things where I'd say, oh, just go ahead and wait until January 1st. No, getting the skills now is so important. And not only do you end up losing, but you end up not gaining. And it's like losing twice as much. It's like the secret. It's the secret best time to sign up for weight loss. And if you're interested in doing that, please reach out to me at Stephanie Fine MD on Instagram, DM me or contact me on my website, stephaniefinemd.com. I am sending you so much love. I hope you do have a fun Halloween if you like going out or seeing the little kids or I don't know if you hand it out, but buying your candy on the 31st and I will talk to you next week. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. 
lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.